In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Triple. And as always, I am joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are very proud to present to you, as we continue bringing you our December month of Christmas films, Queen Latifah and LL Cool J in Last Holiday from yes. 2006. And helping us review this film, which she selected. Or maybe we selected <laughs> for her. I don't really remember. You kind of did, but that's okay. <laughs> right, right. It is the voice of iHeartRadio News here in Philadelphia. The one and the only Lorraine Ballard Morrow. Hello, Lorraine. Hey. Hi. Hi. It's so good to be here. I'm a little nervous because this is something new for me. I don't think I've ever done anything quite like this, but I'm very, very pleased to be with the both of you experts in the filmic area. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. We'll, we'll, we'll see about the expert part, but glad to have you. We will. And shout out to everybody who is watching us as we are streaming live via StreamYard to Facebook and YouTube. Um, and let me tell you that one Robin Browning has said, hi, missionaries, Len, Vincent and Lorraine. We have polite fans here. Very well behaved. That's lovely. Yes. All right. So for you regular uh, watchers of our live stream, we're going to throw you a little bit of a curveball tonight as we are going to start the show with our review of Last Holiday. But never fear, we will be reviewing the film and then letting Lorraine go to enjoy her rare day off. Yes. Yes. In Philadelphia. Um, before we get into our top five and six degrees of Durville Martin. So we know how much you look forward yes, to our yes. games of play. So they will be coming later on. Shenanigans deferred, not shenanigans denied. Well put, Vincent. Well put. All right. So with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to our review of Last Holiday. Georgia Bird spent her life One Miss Bird Mr. Williams Dreaming of possibilities I suggest you get with the program, Miss Bird Yeah You're just scared of some man getting a hold of that booty of yours Until the day I was wondering sometime if you're free I'll get it Oh, shit. Fate 
This can't be right. Changed everything. I got three weeks to live? I feel great. I just finished the fat flush. Remember you said life was too short to live the way I do? You see, Mr. Damien. Excuse me, would you mind? Yeah. I quit. I'm sure a disciplined woman such as yourself has a very useful purpose for this money. I'm just going to blow it. <laughs> Welcome to Grand Hotel Poop. You don't really say it like that? Poop. Poop. I know that you'll find our presidential suite most comfortable. Did I just give you a ridiculously large tip? Yes. Oh, are you all right, Madame Bale? Yeah. I just love these sheets. I was just taking them for a little ride around the block. Yeah. Make me international. I haven't seen Georgia around for a couple of days. Have you seen her? Give my money. Hello, sister. Who the hell is she? Mademoiselle Bert. Very rich. Ooh, look at that. Will he have the same specials tomorrow night? No. I guess I better try them all tonight then. Toot? Oh, no, 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 no. Toot, baby. Toot, sweet. From Paramount Pictures. Ooh, I've been waiting my whole life to do something like this. You're invited. <laughs> Slow down! On a holiday. I got a gut feeling about that woman. She's trouble. Fit for a queen. I'm going base jumping tomorrow, Bob. Joel, what are you doing here? Queen Latifah. Next time, we will laugh more, we'll love more. We just won't be so afraid. Last holiday. Wait, I gotta use the bathroom. Upon learning of a terminal illness, a shy woman decides to sell all of her possessions and live it up at a posh Central European hotel. This 2006 American romance comedy drama film and directed by Wayne Wang and written by Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman and loosely based on a 1950s British film that I did not know of mm -hmm. um, stars Queen Latifah, as well as LL Cool J, and Gerard Depardieu. Yes. As well in this film, which was the selection that we selected for Lorraine <laughs> Bellamoro tonight. Yeah, I had selected something darker, but hey, you know, <laughs> right. it's the holidays, so right. why not? Well, for an hour and 20 minutes, the woman thinks she's going to die, so. Yeah. Yeah, so it was dark. That's true. It was dark. There is there that. was a horror in her mind. Right. <laughs> very, very true. Well, I like this movie. I enjoyed this movie. I'm so glad that you selected it for me because I think I saw it a long time ago, but I completely forgot about mm -hmm. it. And uh, you know, when it comes to logic, it's kind of like a minus twelve, <laughs> but in terms of the woman. Definitely like a nine and a half. It, it makes you feel warm inside. It's all about, you know, an underdog kind of going in there and teaching all of the hard-boiled, cynical people life lessons. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and she also gets to wear, Queen Latifah gets to wear all these amazing clothes. It has one of those pretty woman, you know, sequences where she gets to try on all these designer outfits. Yeah. And uh, and and then also gets to eat some amazing food. So from that standpoint, it's definitely fashion and food porn, which <laughs> yeah. I'm all for. 
And uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm glad that you made me watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, made is a strong word, but I hear you. Um, it no, I it actually I hadn't seen the film in a long time either. <clears throat> Um, but I remembered the general gist of the film. The, for those who haven't seen the film, Queen Latifah stars as Georgia Bird. What do we call names like Georgia Bird, Vincent? What are names that white people think that black people have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there, there, there are a lot of cultural touch points that they really kind of ram into you. You know, like the whole gospel singing thing at the beginning and... You know, I mean, come on now. And uh, yeah, but it's, uh, but still, it there it's a very warm movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Queen Latifah has this, quote unquote, is misdiagnosed with this uh, terminal Lampingdon's disease, which, by the way, is mythical. It's not really a disease at all in real okay. life. But it conveniently. <laughs> it's probably for the best. It doesn't have any symptoms except that you die. In- <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It's like, I feel fine. That's a symptom of it. It's very true. Very true. I'm in the peak of health. Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. That's that's one of the symptoms. (laughs) Yeah, I look fabulous and, you know, no symptoms whatsoever. But, and I can enjoy my last three weeks of life perfectly well, but I'm going to die. Drop dead. And she gets to go to this place, uh, this apparently a well-known spa city mm-hmm. in uh, Eastern Europe. And it is fabulous. It is just absolutely gorgeous. If you're going to have a fantasy, and this is, of course, a fantasy, yes. you know, you're going to a place that charges $4,000 a night. Uh, the only available suite is the presidential suite. And she gets to, I mean, I was just getting all the feels when she snuggled into her bed. Yes. I could yeah. feel those 1,000 thread Egyptian cotton sheets that she was snuggling mm-hmm. up with in the down. Mm-hmm. So it was really, yeah, that was very cool. And of course, she becomes um, the life of the party. The life of the entire hotel just loves her because she's so unaffected and, and warm and uh, has no pretensions whatsoever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's actually very cool because... It would have been very easy and very rote for in that scenario, because she's a very buttoned up woman mm-hmm. in um, before she is diagnosed. She she works at a department store, which for a film set in 2006, I don't know about y'all, but in 2006, department stores were already on their way out. It, it well. Put a pin in that. Go they, ahead. They had already pretty much kind of like died out. And she was working at a department store that was packed with people. Oh, so, yeah. So to me, I thought I was watching, oh, I think this is a 1950s film mm-hmm. because this is not how department stores operate. She's working in this department store. She's going gaga over LL Cool J, who is plays Sean, um, who has his eyes on her as well. And they are just these two puppy dog people that can't look each other in the eye, who um totally shy, which is totally not 
Queen Latifah or LL. So they're right. definitely playing. They're both definitely oh, playing against yes. type. Yeah. Right. Uh, totally. Totally. Especially LL Cool J, man. He's like so, like sweet and gentle and shy. And oh my God, that is uh, you. You rarely see him portray a character like that, or Queen Latifah for that matter. She's usually really bold and fierce. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And she also has all these unfulfilled dreams. She has possibilities. Her book she has of possibilities. This- yeah. Possibilities of all the things that she wished that she could do, but never has gotten the gumption to do, which, of course, changes when she gets the diagnosis. Right. Of course. Right. Now she has to embrace life. Yes. In a way that she has a little stalkerish when you look into your book of possibilities and she's cut out LL Cool J's face. Right. Well, we're going to hand wave that. that Yeah, that was a little bit. Uh, you right. Know, I don't know. I don't know how many hands we could wave at that, Vincent. I mean, we wave nine hands on this diagnosis that you're going to die. That no one checked the machine. Well, first of all, this is the world's greatest um, department store that has a CAT scan machine. Yeah. yeah. It, that's another interesting. You know why? <laughs> It's a used CAT scan, which is probably why it melts. Which is why it's not working. Right. 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 So she she cashes out, you know, all of her investments and, you know, her 401k and everything uh, to go on this fabulous trip. And she ends up in the same hotel that the owner of the department store is at who's trying to cut this deal with this congressman and the senator, Mm -hmm. this congressman who's Mm -hmm. supposed to be at the church for one of the Sunday services, but somehow never made it because he's out skiing with the rich people. Of course. So that's a uh, side plot thing that's happening there. And uh, and of course, the owner is with his mistress. um, Of course. Who is a married guy and and the mistress is hanging out with, with him at this hotel. It is a very charming film. Yeah. You know, there are some things and we've talked about this before on the on the show Vincent. There are films that like Lorena alluded to. Logic doesn't serve it well. Sure. But if it it is charming, if you like the characters, you're connecting to the performances, you kind of make allowances for them. Sure. And then you come out on the other side like Okay, that was cool. What are your thoughts on Well, that, to your point that? about you you mentioned the the department store kind of being out of whack. I think the whole film feels like an old movie. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like a movie Jimmy Stewart would have made. Yeah. In yeah. 19 or Doris Day or, or right or Doris Day or or and and there's a lot of charm in there. This this sort of this sort of notion of a mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. Where no one can figure out who she is. When even in 2006, I don't know if the smartphone technology was up to date enough that you could look at someone's Facebook, but I kind of like that. I kind of like that. And, and the reason I kind of liked it, because this is a film that that much like we talked about with the the disease and OK, she's she's going to die. It, it's really just trying to get to Queen Latifah. Yeah, being Queen Latifah. Do you you want to see her in her Latifah? You, you want to see her in her Latifah. You want to see Queen Latifah enjoying life. You want to see a bit of the physical comedy. Mm-hmm. You want to see her exude that joy and that spirit that makes Queen Latifah Queen Latifah. And once you buy into that, 
I enjoyed it way more than I remember it, M- much like you. I think I saw this years ago, mm-hmm. and I thought that the love story between her character and LL's was much more central. More prominent in the film, right? And, and yeah. I liked the fact that it wasn't. Me too. Me like, too. I really liked Queen Latifah just being the, the center of the film. Yeah, frankly, and everyone revolving around her, revolving around her to the point where it's it's a little disconcerting how good the the cast is. Like like you mentioned, uh, Gerard Depardieu, but Giancarlo Esposito is in there as well, and and you know you haven't seen him a lot in 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 the past twenty years, but Timothy Hutton is still Timothy Hutton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everyone is just sort of bowing. To Queen Latifah, and it, and it's so refreshing and nice. There, all hail the queen. All hail the queen. There's a moment where Gerard Depardieu gives this amazingly emotional mini monologue about turnips. <laughs> <laughs> where I was like, whoa, slow down. It's yeah. not that serious. But, you know, it's Gerard Depardieu. He doesn't really have another speed. And he got it over. Well, again, it was like, whoa, we're keeping things light and airy. You know what I, What else I, I liked was the fact that um, the mistress of the department store owner, um, you know, at first she's like all schemey and, and not liking Queen Latifah. But then they get together. Queen Latifah kind of wins her over and helps her stand up for herself. And I love that about her. And I also loved uh, there's uh, this sort of Germanic. Gunther. Whatever, how, not a housekeeper, but like a the queen, whatever she was, she was a manager, mm-hmm. and she was sort of like the villain in a way, and she was going to be bribed to kind of search uh, Queen Latifah's stuff to find out who she really was, and then when she finds out that she's dying, then she just completely flips over, and I just love yeah. that. I loved yeah. when people kind of like go in an unexpected way. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah, you know what? A movie like this is just perfect for the holidays. It has a happy ending. She spends all her money, but she also wins it at the casino, right. which I loved as right. well. Thinking, you know, once you're done with all of this, you're going to have nothing. And she <laughs> ends up winning $100,000 at the casino. So uh, so it all works out. Everything is a happy ending at the end. And, and I love happy endings. We need more of those, you know? We do. I, I must admit, as a, a, as someone who really enjoys films, there's a part of me that wishes there was a cut where she actually does die. What? <laughs> so that the, the film is about just embracing life because you never know how long you're going to get. And then they all take her lessons. And I don't know. Maybe it's me. Yeah, that's, 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 that's just, just me. you. Just me. I wanted to. It's definitely just you. No, you know, actually, in the original movie that this was a remake of, Peter Sellers in it, I'm re- you know read up on it. He does die at the end, not because he um, is dying of the disease; he gets hit by a car. So it's a very dark. See, thing. see, I know. see? I that sounds like that sounds no. like Peter Sellers. Um, uh, yeah, Vince, that's definitely just you that wanted to end on a, on, a, on a downer note. I actually. I actually do like the idea that she wins at the casino because she spends so much money. I know. I mean, I know that she had probably a very healthy 
um, IRA. Right. And, and the bonds from her mother. The they make a, her, you know, make a point of saying that as well. That she never touched. I know she had a very healthy one because she lived, I mean, when we say buttoned up life, I mean, it mm. looks like she walks three miles back and forth to to work, even though there's a car parked in front of her house. Yeah. We, we, it's never really explained why she doesn't move the, you know, drive the car, but she doesn't drive the car. She lives, she cooks extravagant, extravagant dinners for the boy next door, the little boy next door, because she's eating Lee cuisines. Yes. She, she doesn't spend any money on, on, uh, on her, on her hair, her eyebrows in the beginning of the movie, they make it a point to, to see that her eyebrows are as thick as mustaches in the beginning of the movie <laughs> so that it, you know it all you know it all changes when she gets to the spa right but when she gets to the spa i mean admittedly yes yeah, she's told she only had three weeks to live so what are you going to do i mean she's getting helicopter rides she's buying every like just bring me the whole menu to eat um she's in the presidential suite for four thousand dollars a night like she needed to win at the casino, right? Because you know, fast forward to the end of the end of the movie where she's on a ledge. If at that moment she doesn't get the notice that she's not going to die, she might very well have jumped off the ledge, right? Because, it, 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 or even if she got the notice that she's not going to die, she like to Lorraine's point, she'd have had nothing. No, she'd have been no, no, broke. No. Right. It'd have just been her and LL Cool J living off of his his smiles. Right, because he quit his job too. <laughs> he quit Everybody's his just job. quitting jobs around Everybody's here. Jobs. Yeah. The economy was great in 2006, apparently. So, um, a little side note: uh, this this movie had been um, gone through a, the script had gone through a bunch of changes, and yeah. originally, uh, John Candy was in the Queen Latifah role, if you can believe that. Um, but they had to switch things around because John Candy passed away and uh, they gave the script. Uh, well, the script landed on uh, Queen Latifah's uh, desk and she looked into it and, and that's that's all she wrote. So originally it would have been John Candy. If you can imagine that, that would have been a whole different. Movie. I can actually kind of see that because let's be let's face it. There is a lot of physical comedy that is in this movie. Right? Yeah. And physical comedy is more often, you know, given to the actor, the male actor mm-hmm. to, to perform. Um, and if it is given to an actress, more often than not, it's given to a white actress. The black actress usually is not get, given that many opportunities to just go screwball crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like to your point, Vincent, of this being a film from another era, if this film was in the 40s or 50s with a woman in the lead, it would have been a white woman. Right. And it would have very likely have been somebody like Lucille Ball. Sure. Known for the physical comedy. Sure. Who also, you dress up her red hair, can look still glamorous. Right. So I appreciate it landing in the lap of someone like Queen Latifah, who is in 2006, still probably like, she's still, she's probably teetering, if I remember kind of like jumping back and forth between hip hop and acting. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But certainly starting to lean more into the acting and this being a role that gets, gives her the opportunity to show 
everything to show her comedy, to show that she can, you know, get over a dramatic line and to show that she has the chops to be sold as a romantic lead. Now, to right. be fair, her and LL don't share a lot of scenes together. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't think that they have a lot of romantic chemistry between no. them. But it, it's still, you do feel for her. You do feel the pang of romance and love from her. And, and that's not easy to get over. So this was a nice vehicle for her. I think you have to shout out Queen Latifah for a lot of different things. Number one, she was, um, this is a real crossover kind of movie. I think it's a movie that mm-hmm. appeals to a very broad and general audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vibe, Vibe Magazine said she was the first female rapper to cross into TV and film. And has she definitely broke barriers. And uh, I think she was the first uh, hip-hop artist, female artist to win an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress. So she she broke a lot of barriers. A little... Um, a little uh, uh, anecdote. I met Queen Latifah when she was just starting out. So, as you know, I started out at Power 99 in 1983. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we had uh, you know, this thing called Powerhouse, which, you know, back then, um, I think at that time, it was in the 80s, it was at the old Civic Center. Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah, yep. It, it held about 10,000 people. And Queen Latifah was one of the headliners. And so I interviewed her backstage. I was talking to her. She was still very young at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so impressed with her, uh, impressed with how thoughtful she was, how smart she, you know, she really just seemed like this incredibly smart young woman. Mm-hmm. And I remember just walking away from there thinking, wow, she's really special. And, uh, you know, back then, there was her TV and film career was non-existent. Right. She was just as a hip hop artist or a rapper. Uh, but, uh, but she was very impressive. She was one of the headliners that back in the old school days of uh, powerhouse at the civic center back in the eighties. Wow. Wow. Think about that. That's in the eighties. Yeah. 2006 is 20 years later. She's a, a very vital prominent actress rapper and now here we are 2022 there are probably it's fair fair to say that there are probably one or two generations that may not even know that she was a rapper they may only know her how as about an that act, is that crazy? And, but, crazy but 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 to think that they probably only know her as an actress but she's probably just as accomplished of an actress you know yeah as she was as in hip-hop yeah you know and now that is hard to tell because usually because ll you might know him as an actor and he's doing well as an actor but this he's no way near as successful as an actor as he was uh as a rapper well to your point i think queen latifah has so much range mm-hmm. like you said and in, in just thinking about her not in 2006 thinking about her right now where there's a second or third year of the equalizer as you've mentioned she has the acting chops to be in serious oscar bait mm-hmm. type films she's hilarious mm-hmm. both as a physical comedian 
and just getting across, you know, the timing to be a comedian. You know, you think about all the work that she did on um, Living Single. Single. Yeah. So she has, you know, it's 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 such a great career. I know, I know, and it's it's a career worth celebrating. And I, I'm telling you, like, I could pick nits at this movie, but at the end of the day, it is just so freaking charming just watching her navigate. Well, here's a question, and and this for everyone, for for you know you and Lorraine, why do you think we don't talk about this movie? Like, I feel like this movie has sort of slipped through the cracks. Well, you know, it's I think it's probably having a little bit of a revival because it's on. I think where did I see it? I would I see it on HBO Max. It's on Paramount. Um, it's, it's on Paramount, on Paramount right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's uh, it really isn't in the top holiday movies that you think about think about offhand but i think it belongs right up there in the uh, hall hall of fame for holiday movies because it's really got Whoa. all of it it's got in fact i prefer a movie like this to the schlock that you see on hallmark channel um i think mm. this has a little bit of grit to it it has a lot of warmth and um and it just it's a it's a feel good movie. It makes you feel warm all over and and you know in times like this you need movies like that. That's true. Well, you know what? You do make a good point because the films on Hallmark or, say, Lifetime or things of that nature, they would take this film and they would have, to your point, Vincent, they would have shoehorned LL into this a lot harder. Right. Like he would have showed up at the the hotel a lot earlier in the film. Exactly. He really disappears from the movie until like the last 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so they would, they would have really forced that romance, um, hard and, and also let's face it, they wouldn't have had the budget to actually go to a hotel to film, to film, uh, the movie as well. So that, that certainly lends a certain authenticity to a lot of those scenes, um, but I think, you know, like I love Lorraine, but I don't know about Hall of Fame of Hollywood, of holiday movies. <laughs> um, okay, maybe I was stretching it a little bit. The preacher's wife would like to have a word with you. Maybe in the top, uh, somewhere in the hundred. Okay, there you go. all right, all there right. You go. The top 100, she's in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm right with you, Lorraine. All right. Okay, fine. I'm not that subtle. But you know what? But I think that it is um, just to be fair. I do think one of the reasons why we don't talk about it is because it is hard to fit into that box. Is it a romantic comedy? Not really, because the romance is not really there. There's an argument to be made that there's more of a romance between her character and Gerard Depardieu's character. Yeah. With LL. And they have great, great chemistry. chemistry like they should have made they a movie together. Should have made the, right. Then we'd be talking about this movie. Right, right. You know the Queen Latifah and the French French guy. We'd be talking about that one. Um, so there, there's that. There's Giancarlo Esposito definitely lending gravitas to this film. Right, but he's not really that featured in the movie. Right. Plus, his mustache is distracting. Well, Gian, 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 Giancarlo is distracted. It's distracting when he walks into the walks into the uh, whirlpool with her. Right, like everything about Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> right, is, is, like because you're not supposed to like him, 
but he's Giancarlo but he's Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito, right? He comes yeah. with that voice, yeah. you know? It's like, I met you at the Investors Diversity Conference. Yes, you did, dear. Like, like, <laughs> you know, like so there's that. Timothy Hutton, he's good, but I don't think he really is. He's, there's not much oomph to right. him. So I think the parts around her um, kind of like are what drag the movie down so that it's one you you kind of remember it's like oh yeah i remember that movie that queen latifah did you know you know but it doesn't really like stick with you long yeah i was reading some oh i was reading some reviews and uh it it got savaged by quite a few people I know. Mm-hmm. but also some good you know good reviews as well so it wasn't totally uh you know uh, a negative, but uh, but yeah, no, it's not the greatest movie ever made, but definitely a fun movie to watch. So, so then, is it safe to say, Lorraine, that you <clears throat> would recommend that people see Last Holiday? I would say yes. Yeah, I would. I would recommend it. How about you, Vince? I would, and and besides what we have talked about, something that that you just said, I, I think a lot of the Christmas films are either romances. Or as we talked about last week, there are a lot of different riffs on soul food mm-hmm. where you have the family movies. Everybody comes together for the holidays. I like this because it doesn't fit into any of those categories. Yeah, it's not even. It's like, actually even though, a different kind of movie. Because even though the name kind of brings you in that holiday spirit, there's not really. Is there Christmas even really referenced in the movie? No, no not it's at not. all. And I thought it was. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah, I'd I'd, I'd absolutely recommend it. And and furthermore, I think it's a nice showcase for Queen Latifah that people who like Queen Latifah may not have seen. Yeah, or or or, or forgot about. Forgot about. Yeah, and which I think is certainly more the case. I was certainly it's a it's a three way tie i would recommend that people see last holiday i enjoyed returning to it uh i watched it with my lady who thought that she had seen it and probably but it was so long ago that she forgot everything about it sure so like halfway through the movie she's sitting there she's like i like this movie it's so cute yeah so it it really it really is a winner it is it is a winner and um uh, thank you, Lorraine, for letting us choose it for yes. you. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for choosing it for me. I was a little bit resistant, but once I got into it, I, was, I, I saw it. It was fun, and it's definitely been fun chatting about it with the two of you. Oh, it has been a joy uh, talking about it with you. Absolutely. With you, Lorraine. Um, and I had just one radio question, and hopefully this doesn't get you in, in any trouble. It's a, it's a compliment and a question. Because you mentioned that you were first for a long time the voice of news on Power 99 FM, which for those outside the Philadelphia area for a long time was the power hip hop and R&B station here in Philadelphia. Still is. But it was like it it, in the 80s, 90s, it like that's that was dominated, dominated, it Mm -hmm. dominated the pack. Um, And. It ran counter to another radio station here in Philadelphia, WDAS 105.3 FM, which is certainly more adult contemporary soul Mm -hmm. music here. 
And as fun and as wild as the hip hop was on Power 99, and it was, and it was, it was lively. But when Lorraine would come on with the news and ladies and gentlemen, you've heard this amazing voice right now. When her voice would come on, I would be like, she, she, Right, she needs right, to be right, on WDS. Right. <laughs> like, I know she's having fun, like, but they be like, be like in there, like wilding out. Yo, Buster Rhymes gonna come in with everything right now. But first, Lorraine. Hello, this is Lorraine Ballard Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's very interesting that you bring this up because when Power came on the scene, DAS dominated mm-hmm. tremendously. There was really no other station. It was just unbelievable so popular and then power came on the scene and uh, for all the supporters of das power was the upstart yes. mm. you know and, and then and there's this hip-hop and rap what is this rap this <laughs> terrible music that's <laughs> noise and uh i mean hip-hop was new it was fresh but for a lot of people it was not music and uh, i mean now we listen back to old school hip-hop mm-hmm. and it sounds like the classics, right? right. It sounds like Mozart in comparison to a lot of the stuff that you hear today. Um, and there's a lot of competition between the two stations. Uh, literally, it was a really, you know, competitive situation. So it was with great um, appreciation and, and relief when we were finally united under one roof mm. and we were together and, and all that. But, but yeah, no, it was, uh, I guess I tried to bring a little bit of, um, you know, like uh, class sanity. <laughs> I say class up the joint. Especially in the early days with BJ in the morning, he was like not the Howard Stern of of urban radio, but he said definitely was uh, was a wild and crazy guy, and and it was fun though. I loved it. It was so much fun to interact with. And then Carter and Sanborn, of course. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was with Carter and Sandward. That was just a blast. Those guys were so much fun to work with. And uh, and yeah, but I have to tell you that I'm glad I, I did it as long as I did it. But I'm glad that I don't have to wake up at three in the morning anymore. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> I that don't is miss hurtful. The morning. Oh, that was that was painful. Mm-hmm. That was painful. I'm sure, but, uh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Lorraine, thank you so much. Yes, and, thank uh, you. Appreciate it so I much. I hope that when we come a calling for you to return to the show, that you will be uh, feel moved to come back and share another movie. This time we'll let you select it. Yes. Listen, I would be delighted to come back. You guys are fun. You're knowledgeable. And uh, I'm happy to come back anytime you ask me. If you want to listen to Lorraine Ballard-Morrow, check out iHeartRadio here in Philadelphia. She's all over the place. And I'm telling you, she is a excellent, excellent source for news. Yes. Fantastic person. All right. That was fun. That was fun. Feel like like grownups. I know. It's like a grownups section. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because now we're not. (laughs) Because now the insanity starts, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have to. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. 
You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Do trailer talk anymore. We don't. We can just go straight into the... Straight on till morning. All right. Um, I see everybody in the chat. Uh, Robin Browning said that she um, she hasn't seen Last Holiday because she confuses the title with The Holiday with Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. Oh. I don't think I've seen that film. I, I don't think, I don't know if I've even heard of that film. Me neither. Uh, and your brother Damon. Hey. Says that I hope the chemistry in this film was better than the chemistry she had with Common in Easy. Just Right. <laughs> because they had zero chemistry. Well, that's that's very true. That's very yes. true. It, 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 to be honest, it, it wasn't that much better. Look, it wasn't that much better. Look, as soon as I realized what was happening, where they take Queen Latifah away from him mm-hmm. five minutes in the film, I said, "Okay, this script." is smarter than I thought it was. Yeah. Especially, and it's interesting because it's almost like you get the sense, and I, I didn't go here with Lorraine because I knew she was on the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the sense that LL in the beginning filmed all of those scenes in the, in like the, the uh, department store. Uh-huh. All on one day. Right. Because his character was one way. Like his character was really pulled back. Yeah. Like really, really pulled back. Because then in every other scene in the rest of the film, he more or less is LL Cool J. Right. He's not he's not this nebbish type of guy. Look, there didn't need to be a love interest. He really could have just been best friend. Or or just not in the movie. Well, yeah, okay. Well he well like you get the well, sense because she's a woman to carry her after her, she uh, bumps her head. Right, right. You, you know, you know, because it's a woman, you have to have a love interest. But it's the least interesting part of the film. That's true. That's true. And that's just why it gets the less, least screen time. Right. I think like her little neighbor got more screen time. Than right. LL. So make a good point. Make a good point. You know, if you want to punch up the the the, the chemistry between she and Giancarlo Esposito's character, because it seemed like maybe they wanted to do something there. Mm-hmm. And then they said, eh, and then kept going. But yeah, but what you going to do? I know. I know. All right. So we got distracted. You over there eating wings? No, I was looking. You got nachos over there? I don't have nachos. I don't have nachos. um, (laughs) Comedian Daryl Charles. In regards to just right, he says he puts that on common all the way. So it was common was the problem. <laughs> yes. Is it com- hey, what's up, Daryl? What's up, D? Um, I don't know. Was common the problem? Oh, common was very much yeah, the problem. Yeah, he was one hundred percent the problem. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have seen common. Oh, here we go. You, this is an old argument. Is it? I've I've seen him not bad in things. Like he's not bad in um, John Wick. Come on, stop. Well, he's not bad in it. Come on. What are you talking about? What you stop. Mean? What do you mean I'm talking what I'm talking about? He's not bad in it. First of all, he dies off camera, but it's, it's And he's in it for 45 seconds. Oh, he's in it for longer than that. Okay, you're talking about the How first long one. is he in John Wick? He's in He's in the second one too. 
Is he? He's either in the second one. He returns. If he's not in the second one or third, he's in two of the movies. Is he in? Does he have fifteen minutes combined screen time? Look, I don't know about combined screen time. He does but not. I know he's in. I'm pretty sure Stop. he's in two of the films. Look, Common is tall and good looking, and they're gonna keep trying to put him on us as an actor. And then there was the show oh, that was on God's AMC. Sake. Yes, yes. This is this is your argument. He was good on Hell on Wheels, Hell on Wheels. a show that non people watched. <laughs> That apparently he was on there. He was good. And he was uh, look, man, and I, I take and I good. take I I take your word for it. Uh, Daryl Charles says he was only in the second John Wick and he's a wooden board in that. Okay, maybe I I seem to remember him not being bad in John Wick. It's been a while. Yeah. Seen yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought he wasn't I thought he wasn't bad. Okay, okay, maybe he's not a great actor. Look. Maybe he's just, I mean, look, yeah, look, look. I like Common. I like most of Common's music. I, I wish, well, you know. He hasn't done anything in a long time musically. No, I mean, no. Hey, man. Get your check, Common. Has he done anything since he broke up I, with Serena? Look, I don't keep up with him like that. I don't know. Serena be breaking, man. I look, all right. Her and Erica uh, Yeah, see, move it along. <laughs> okay. I'm not giggling. Do we have a letter? We have a letter. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm giggling. Now you're giggling. <laughs> now you're giggling, yes. We've got a listener mail. All right, missives from the missionaries. This one is a soul food Christmas clarification. Okay. That we received from uh, Terry Plain. Okay, Terry, make it plain. Hey, Len and Vincent, sorry for last week's confusion about changing movies. No, I didn't suggest changing the movie being reviewed, which was almost Christmas. Right. I was suggesting the alternate label that Vincent gave to this Christmas, as Soul Food Christmas, being given to this. Okay. Yes. There are more similarities between Soul Food and Almost Christmas than there are between Soul Food and This Christmas. By the way, no one dies in This Christmas. The daddy just left the family. That's okay, right. I'm done. Thanks and on with the 400. <laughs> okay. Look, uh, man, any of these movies where the siblings come back, and you know what I have to say about um, Almost Christmas. Okay. As much as they wanted to punch up Kim Elise's character as the villain, mm-hmm. even that it, it it didn't like. I don't know how much she was a villain. Villain. I don't think. See, that's the thing. I don't know if I read her as them trying to punch her up as the villain, as opposed to just she and Gabrielle Union's character. Yeah, just having like you know yeah. sister a sister. Yeah, thing. usually in these soul food Christmases, it's like. It's, it's, it's like the, the Anne Marie Johnson type character. Like, I'm just super bougie and mm. evil and, you know. In this movie, it, in Almost Christmas, that would have been the Nicole Ari Parker character, but she's given nothing to she's do. She's given nothing to do, and she was apparently fine. You know, everybody <laughs> was, right, right, right. Like, you expect her to say, I don't use paper plates and, <laughs> you know, is this domestic? I don't even know what would be domestic, but it just sounds like something that character would say. Is this domestic? Talking about, you know, I don't know, chicken wings or nachos or 
I have a taste for bar food. You do? I do. You know what I really want? What? I really want some fish and chips. Fish and chips? Yeah. Like 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 from Britain, Chris? Fish and chips? No, I mean, no, no. Just from like a pub. I just have a taste for bar. Ooh, uh, keep, I've I'm never sorry. had okay, let me while we're here. Fish and chips. And this is my fault. This is totally my <laughs> fault. This is 100% my fault. Whatever is about to transpire in the next two minutes is my fault. Fish and chips. Yes. Right? Yes. It's fried fish yes. and french fries. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, what is the what is typically that fish that is fried? I, I don't know. Yes. See, because it's been Maybe my, cod? That's, I, I, it has to be like... A, but a, I don't a, know. A rather an expensive fish. Right, right, right. Because my history with eating fish, fish and chips, which okay. is not often, <clears throat> is that it usually is this big puffed of fried dough almost with a little bit of fish in the middle. Right, right. And it's not good. Okay. I've never had a hankering. For never it. had a hankering. You've for got a hankering. For I, I, well, like, where do you go when you get like? It's a couple of spots here in Philadelphia that are like actual like. I probably have like not, pubs. I actually don't think I've had it here in Philly. I think the last time I had fish and chips was in Montreal. Okay. And it still wasn't good. It was yeah. at a bar. Okay. But it wasn't good. Yeah. Maybe we can go to a spot here. And I mean, if, I would. I don't know how invested you are in this. I would go with you. All right. So the next time you go, if you want to invite me, I will. Right, go. right. I actually had fish and chips in London and didn't like it. Wow. It was just very. It's very Londony. Well, it just wasn't seasoned at all. Because London's not known for their it food. It was just not seasoned. <laughs> at all. Like not- I actually did sit there. I was like, y'all pillaged and raped and destroyed the whole world for spices, and then didn't use none of them. That's why we came here. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> salt and pepper. Yeah. There's no salt yeah. and pepper over there. But I do like fish and chips when they're right. Okay. We just, just have to find them right. I find and get a big old glass of Guinness and like 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 just do it up. Okay. All right. All right. A pint. A pint. A, a pint of Guinness. Robert Monroe, who who is a, a very knowledgeable man, mm-hmm. who says that it is usually cod or haddock. Cod or haddock. Okay. All right. Thank you. Which Thank I you. assume those are poor people fishes. Or at least inexpensive. Right, right. Inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That tangent was 100% my fault. It was. Yeah. It was Miss Green mm-hmm. before you start was, typing away on YouTube. That was my fault. That was my fault. That was Vincent. Go ahead. Not me. I was ready to move on. But now I am about to move on to the top five. All right. Top five. Who's your top five? My top five is. My top five is. My top five, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, Vince, I think. Is a good one. Okay. I think it's a good one. All right. Missionaries, you be the judge. All right. Because tonight, my top five are the top five soul Christmas songs. Okay. In order. Okay. I feel like we've we've discussed this before over the years. But never but, at Christmas. But ne- no, I'm well, okay. I, if, if we did, it wasn't a feature. 
Okay, all right. So it doesn't count if it was a tangent. There you go. Now it's now it's feature. now it's actually in, in the official record. Exactly. Excellent. Number and five. This is actually ranked. Okay, ranked. So number five. Number five. This is Lynn's list. Yes. Number five. All right. Go but ahead. But I think this is a definitive list. A definitive list. All right. Top five soul Christmas. All right. Number and five. Coming in at number five. Santa Claus has come into town. The Jackson Five, 1970. That's a good, it's a solid one. It's a very solid one. And I'll tell you why this, <clears throat> this one actually, for me, tops because this is the Jackson's five only appearance in the top five. Mm. This tops the the song that a lot of people probably would go to, which is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. And I think the reason, I think the reason people like, champion that song is because that song is seen as uniquely the Jackson 5. Right. Like and it's they, a kid's song. It's a kid's song yeah. and theirs is considered like the definitive version of it. Yeah. While there are multiple versions of Santa Claus is Coming to Town because it's a holi- uh, uh, holiday tradition. Sure. Sure. But I think that the Jackson 5's version of Santa Claus is coming to town because it is kids singing the film the the song is the definitive version of that song okay it's michael jackson as a kid is the jackson five most of them except jackie as more or less kids they are joyful and jubilant in the way they are singing you can almost you can hear their smiles on their faces as they as they are singing this song and it feels very celebratory. Yes. And and I when I would hear it uh when I was little and my sister would play it um it, it made me feel like that was the song that at that time when I was younger made me feel like oh Christmas is for me too. Oh. This is my song. Brings you in. Yes. So that's my number 5. It's rock solid choice. Can't okay. really fight with that. All right. Now, number four. Number four. Let it snow, boys to men with mm. Brian McKnight. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Look, 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 look. Brian McKnight wrote the song. So if he wants to sing on the song, you can't oh, you, man. you can't do anything about that. Boys to men. Beautiful harmony. Nobody can't knock boys. Hey, we in Philly. I ain't got take all that bass up my voice. But but please continue. And it just feels. I like. I love. I love their harmonies on it. I Mm -hmm. love the. I love the 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 melody. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a song that I can sing year round. Mm. Um, And like. It's a song like I have a playlist on my Spotify, which is called Sing Alongs. And these are all songs that when they come on, I just immediately start singing. Mm. Like I sing the song. And this is like probably one of the most played songs on there. All year round. This year. All year round. All year round. I August, just, I, you're I, singing Let It Snow. I, I absolutely love this song. Love this song. I think it's soulful. I think it's beautiful. I think it is. It does fit the holidays because it, it talks about, you know, being outside. You know, it's it's snowing, but let it snow because I'm going. I'm inside with you. 
You know oh. what I mean? And to be fair, my one of my favorite Christmas songs, but it's not by a black black person, mm-hmm. is "Let It Snow." Right, right, right? which is uh, um, historically done by Dean Martin. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like the soulful, even though it's not the same song. It's a not totally different song, but it's right. a different, same title. This is like the soulful idea of that same sentiment. Let it snow. Feel like you should have like a mustard colored blazer on now. In a mini mock turtleneck. Why? It's very it sounds very nineties. Okay, well, I mean the song is from nineteen ninety three. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh I know. (laughs) (laughs) Look. I would have guessed that. Look, you will find there hasn't been a whole lot of innovation in Christmas songs in the 21st century. Yes. Because there's nothing here for the 21st century. That's not my fault. Why are you saying that so loud like you're saying something? Was somebody supposed to be making some new Christmas songs? Well, you would think to somebody. Why? Because, so first of all, people always make Christmas songs. I know, and it's usually a bad idea. That's not true. Usually. Okay. So- like, Usually. Okay. Not all the time. Not necessarily. But usually. Okay. Like if you were a betting man and you said, hey, I have a Christmas album with an original Christmas song that was made after, let me see, last original Christmas song that, 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 like, like it was, it was like a group of Christmas songs. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Like, like, well, are you are you just keeping it in the genre of black music, or are you going? No, no, side? right, music. Like after nineteen, I don't know, sixty, whatever. Like, like a bunch of of new Christmas songs. Like a bunch of them. Well, no, see, like for every this Christmas, which is like nineteen seventy, whatever. Nineteen seventy, actually. Yeah, it's like thirty-seven billion songs. That is like, why, like, why are you singing this? Okay, let me continue down. All right, list. go let ahead. Get into this go ahead. But... All right, number three. All right. From 1994, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Oh, Lord Jesus. That's a fun song. I mean, if I'm at Target, sure. The, see, no, the problem with that song for uh-huh. you and for a lot of people uh-huh. is that it gets played all over. Okay. But that's not her fault. Sure. And that's not the song's fault. Your list? It's a great it's the definitive list. This is going but, to be the Michelle Mission list. Yeah, I don't know if we're not going to go that far. <laughs> well, you're not going to make the graphic. So right. it yeah. will be. <laughs> but see, that doesn't reflect badly on me. That'll reflect badly on us. Which then is on you. <laughs> right. All you right. Just avoid yourself. So you got five slots. Mm-hmm. And you've used one of them for Boys to Men and, and Brian McKnight, and you use another slot for Mariah Carey. These are your slots. Mariah Carey, that's a very great song. It's a great oh, song. All right. It's joyful. It's, jo- yeah. it's holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it, 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 is it ubiquitous because everybody plays it all over? Again, that's not the song's fault. Okay. If you just take it, it take the song as it is, it, it gets you up and singing. It's this a beautiful you sentiment. All you want for Christmas singing. is you. Yes. Yes. I'm, mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Anyway. Right. All right. I know we're going to have discussions afterwards. Now, number no, two. No, not many because I don't even know how much we can discuss this. Go ahead. Number two. Silent Night from The Temptations. Oh, okay. 1970. Yes. 
because this again the definitive is perfect version of silent night yeah is the temptations yes it's, it's a it's a no-brainer perfect song that's it it's perfect mm-hmm. perfect perfect 1970 well got it probably end. some people might say that is the premier edition of the Temptations. Some would argue. I'm not saying it is, but some would say because it's not the original. All of the originals. Oh well, see that's see see now you and I. Now I'm in your world. We're actually on like like I've been on this hill since like 1987. That I think Dennis Edwards, the Dennis Edwards Temptations, yeah. are the best incarnation. My brother is rolling his eyes right because I fight to the death about this. I think so too. All the time. I I actually think so too. As far as like tonally. Yeah. And part of my fight is that Dennis Edwards is on all of the Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love David Ruffin. David Ruffin ain't sing no Christmas songs. Nope. Nope. There you go. So so yeah, that we are We are there. Yeah, yeah. I fight with you back to back. All right. About the Dennis Edwards temptations. But that's not but it fell at number two. Well, you know. Because Number one, it, look, there can only be okay. To all right, this Christmas, okay, Donnie Hathaway, all right, nineteen seventy. Look, man, again, like you, like you talked about, oh, Mariah Carey, and oh, they play it too much, and that's why people dismiss it. Let's be clear: you could make a mixtape, an actual mixtape. You start with this Christmas. You do the Christmas song with Nat King Cole. There's, there's, I, I got a, I, I got problems with that. You, oh my, what is your, pro, how do you have a problem with the Christmas song by Nat King Cole? Here's my problem with that. Not the song, not Nat King Cole. Love Nat King Cole. Not the song. I like the song. I love the song. I don't know how soulful I feel that song is. I mean, I think it's soulful. It's Nat King Cole. I think. Nat- I mean, it's Nat King Cole, but I mean, it's not. I don't think it's. It's not "Backdoor Santa" by Clarence Carter. <laughs> it's not. It's not Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. By that's James what they Brown. call me. No. It's "Backdoor Santa." I hear you, but you know, old Saint Nick only comes once a year. I don't I that's my argument. Now even though I'm making that argument in my head I was about to say you don't even believe it. <laughs> well, because in my head it's like, okay, Len, but then how soulful is Mariah Carey's song? But or, or let it snow. No, let it snow has soul. You can't say it doesn't have soul. I just feel like I want to go buy some sweaters from the gap. Let us know has soul. Let us let it snow is a soulful get song. Get some on get an on ass pretzel. <laughs> Let let us know is 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 definitely uh, a beautiful song. Maybe like go to Cold Stone. Uh, somebody's on Facebook. I can't see the name. Thank thank God because they said throw this list out. Um, <laughs> Lynn, and I say this with all love. Half of the list is terrible. No, it's not. No, it's not. Phil Kaiser says uh, I think they're talking about the Mariah Carey song that it's the perfect song to go shopping to. Um, and, and 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 perhaps it is because it'll it'll be playing, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, let's see what else is 
Uh, Robert Browning says that Otis Redding didn't make it honorable mention. What is the Otis Redding? Christmas oh, Otis, tradition? Otis, Otis, talking about Otis Redding's White Christmas sounds like they just burnt the studio down when it was finished. Like he sang White Christmas and then they just set the whole studio on fire because they said this is as good as it's ever going to get. Oh, no, it's not. Otis Redding's White Christmas? Otis. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Who, who are you about to say? Who else, who who sings the definitive White Christmas? You 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 actually believe it's Otis Redding? Who's my favorite White the Drifters. Christmas? I like the Drifters, but it's too driftery. I, I, oh no, I'm thinking about the Ink Spots. Or is that it's, it's is that the Drifters, drifters or the Ink Spots? Drifters. I, I think that's the ink spots. Well, then that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, you know. Is it, is, what do you mean? Is it? I like it. Is it too inky? Is it? It's, 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 they they they're doing a lot. They're singing the song. Yeah, they're doing. It's harmony. It sounds like they're on the corner. They're doing. You can't a lot. get more soulful than sound like you're singing the song. They're doing around a, a around a barrel. They're doing a lot. I like it. They're keeping warm. But they're doing a lot with no. It. Are you are you kidding me? That is, trust me. Is that the ink? You don't even know who it is. Is it the ink spots? It's the drifters. I is knew it, it the was. Drifters? It's the drifters. All yes, right. It's the drifters. And um, it almost made my list. The only reason I did did make my list because I was trying to keep my my personal feelings out of it because it's my number one. Right. Like, that's, it's, that's, well, it's probably number two after that's your this number, Christmas. No, it's just a, but like like the drifters is that is the definitive. I don't even know. And I like Otis Redding, but I don't even know Otis Redding's White Christmas. Like I know the, the Drifters White Christmas, and that's the White Christmas that I hear. All right, that's the one that Lorraine plays on the radio. Yeah, I know. Or iHeart Radio plays. Yeah. they don't play. Nobody plays. Old I don't even really want to talk to you because you were talking about Mariah Carey and and Let It Snow. What is wrong? What is your problem with Let It Snow? No, don't you like you don't you like nineties music? Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> what? What should I have made? Uh, My gift to you by Alexander O'Neill. <laughs> I love the fact that Alexander O'Neill just made a whole album of original Christmas music. <laughs> I know he's, he's like, I love the audacity. One of these gonna hit. Slay Rod. <laughs> no, record this. This a hit. Slay Rod. I love Alexander. I love the fact that Alexander O'Neill has an entire Christmas album of original Christmas music. He got a hit out of it. He got a three or two, a couple of hits out of it that they play. Really? I only know the My Gift to You. What My Gift to You, Slay Rod. I don't really um, know that. I really don't hear Slay Rod. Oh, what is the, the Slay Rod one? I hear is TLC. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 what is the other one? There's another Alexander O'Neill Christmas song that they play. That's like, why does Alexander O'Neill have so much original Christmas music? Now, uh, uh, Robin, Robin has pointed out that Otis writing Merry Christmas Brit Baby. Now, that's a good song. Well, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I go to Charles Brown for that. Oh, did he sing the original? Yeah. Because maybe because I'm not sure which yeah. one I'm hearing in my head. Yeah. So I might be hearing the Charles Brown version. Uh, Courtney Ann says that she can't believe that Luther's not on the list. Okay. 
I'm gonna be quiet. Cause I like me some Luther Vandross. Because I'm I'm playing around with this boys to men like somebody won't bust up in here and murder me. So I'm gonna just be quiet. I do about love Luther. some Luther Vandross, mm-hmm. but I actually think it, that it, his Christmas songs just they don't feel, they don't sound like his soul is in them. They sound like cash grabs. Oh, to me, is that what Lynn Webb said? Not Vincent Williams. <laughs> Such a strong opinion for someone who had Mariah Carey on their list. Because <laughs> Mariah Carey sounds like she's having fun singing the song. Okay. Luther sounds like he's just easy. You know, he, he, easy. He's he's counting the check. Oh my goodness! He does to me, to me, to me. I like that one song. It's very nineties, but you know. Ashley Feet is pointing out that Moore's Day and the Time did Sleigh Ride. Oh, that's not Alexander O'Neill. Yes. Wow. I mean, you know. See, I, I didn't think he, he used was... to be in the Time. So there you go. That's why it all sounds like. I I knew he only had the one like. Ah. Wow. He only had that one gift. I have learned. <laughs> <laughs> I know he has a whole album <laughs> of Christmas songs. Um, oh, God. Uh, your brother is pointing out that nothing from the OJs uh, made it on here. Uh, like, oh, it's I, a lot of stuff that didn't make it on I, here that Lynn didn't. All right, what, what besides that? Wait, you said my gift to you. What else? Yeah, you try. He to- does do Sleigh Ride. Oh, maybe he does a version of it. Maybe he does do a version of it. What year did his 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 album come out? Eighty what? Because it was it was right when he was popping. Because he had to get it out there. It's nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, there you go. I knew it. Knew it had to be eighty something. So he did Slate. Where are the other hits besides the gift? Because Slate Ride was not a gift. Was not a hit. Was remember why it's Christmas a hit? No. If you don't remember, it wasn't. Right, 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 right. It's interesting, though. You look at the uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Sure, they gave him some throwaway hits. Right. I'm, I'm just saying half of the time is on there. Like that. So it's like Jimmy Jam and Terry. Let me see. Is anybody else? All right, we, let's let's move on because you know this will this will this will yeah this this will take you, man. Why is sounds of blackness on there? All right, I'm, I got. I'm, I'm moving it away. Now, now, sounds of blackness that probably could have made this. I don't know. They're not top five. Yeah, five. So five is real tight. Top five is tight. Yeah, five yeah. is tight. Okay, so besides, um, I don't. So you know, would take Lynn. Mariah Carey and let it snow off. Yes, yes, and replace it with Nat King Cole. I mean, quite honestly, um, I might put Run DMC on there. Yeah, somebody was mentioning that Christmas and Hollis. Yeah, I might do Christmas and Hollis, which which my problem with Christmas and Hollis is, is which is and, and, I, and I love the song. It's just short, right? Because I get a twofer. Because I do absolutely adore Backdoor Santa, but uh, and and the Charles Brown stuff just makes me think of my dad. So Charles Brown would definitely show up. So so you know, please come home for Christmas. Mm. 
or Christmas comes once a year. Like I actually was talking with uh, Wendy a couple of weeks ago where I realized Christmas comes but once a year is actually my favorite Christmas song. That's Charles Brown. Christmas, wait a minute. Christmas, Christmas time. Boom, boom, boom. Comes but once a year. Ooh, I do not. And I'm so happy. I've never heard this. Oh, it's 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 a blues. It's 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 a it's a fairly deep cut in 2022. But once you hear it, you'll you've heard it. Okay, all right. I've been repeating the line from it for the past two weeks for obvious reasons. It's going to take six months to pay these bills. Every time I think about it, it gives me chills. But I don't care. Christmas comes but once a year. Mm-hmm. My brother's grooving right now. because My brother's grooving right now because we're sitting in the house listening to Charles Brown. There you go. All right. What about um, anything from Stevie Wonder? Like Little Drummer Boy. Or um, here's my controver- someday at Christmas. Here's my controversial take. I don't really like Stevie Wonder Christmas songs because I think most of them are depressing. I like Ave- at Christmas. I like Ave Maria. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Stevie Wonder songs are really depressing. Kind of saccharine. Yeah, I hear you. Not even saccharine. Actually, a little boy singing sad stuff. Okay. All right. That's my sacrilege. That's your sacrilege. That's my sacrilege. I don't really. I'm ambivalent at best to sen- to about Stevie, Stevie Wonder, Wonder Christmas songs. Christmas songs. All right, fair enough. Fair I think enough. Ave Maria is beautiful. I don't. But I think other people sing it better. <laughs> yes, I do too. With all due respect. So, there you go. All right. All right. Um, and Daryl Charles, last little comment says that no one needs to put Santa Claus Wants Some Lovin' by Albert King on their list, <laughs> but you'll have a better day for listening to it. <laughs> In Backdoor Santa, oh, Clarence Carter says, he ain't like old St. Nick. He only comes but once a year. Oh my God. All right. All right. Backdoor Santa is so nasty. I don't even know how they allowed him to make it. Um, a peek into the uh, days of little Vincent <laughs> as your brother from your brother, Damon, your sister mm-hmm. is a lover of soft R&B and jazz. <laughs> so, of course, she likes Brian McKnight. Yes. And what Let It Snow dropped, she played it over and over again. And her brothers, you and Damon, hated every second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, so, th- so that's why. It's a trigger for you. No, now it, I understand. It's, it's also kind of cheesy. But all right. It's not. Anyway. It, it, all right. All right, so this has been fun. That's been a top five. Uh-huh. I knew it. I knew it would yeah, be a great yeah, yeah. segment. Uh-huh. I knew it would right. be controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that. Uh, and now it's time for you to redeem yourself, Vincent. What do you mean redeem myself? <laughs> I'm not the one over there that put Mariah Carey on a list and didn't include other people. Go ahead. <laughs> With the game, I am deemed. I am deemed. <laughs> I am fully deemed. 
I don't need to be redeemed. I'm deemed. All right. All right. All right. Uh, but before we get to get into the game of Kings, ladies and gentlemen, I want you, especially all of you out there who are watching the live stream, um, to remember to come back this Thursday, this Thursday, this same same time on this same YouTube for Ripples in Time, our Kindred podcast. Yeah. Where Vincent and I are joined by Ariel Johnson and Charlene Griffith to review episode by episode the Kindred TV series that just dropped today. I know. On FX and Hulu. Have you watched it yet? I have not watched it. Me either. I'm almost scared. I've been waiting for it for so long. I know. I'm almost scared to turn to it. I know. I'm not going to watch it until I probably won't even watch it till Thursday. Yeah. You know, so it'll be fresh in my mind. Um, but we're going to be reviewing episode one this Thursday at 7 p.m. on YouTube, as well as on our Facebook group streaming live. And the audio podcast will be available on Friday morning for all of you out there who follow us on Apple and Spotify. Ripples in Time, a kindred podcast coming your way. Um, that promises to be uh, a lot of fun. And don't forget that the Michaud Mission is going to be screening the outside story at our live performance at City Winery in Philadelphia on Saturday, January 21st. Tickets are on sale now at citywinery.com slash Philadelphia. Check it out. Tickets are going fast. All right. All right, Vincent. All right. It is time. All right. For what we like to call the Game of Kings. Game of Kings. That's the key. Like, you'd be surprised what a person can do with just a sense of love. Six Degrees of Durville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent will attempt to get from Durville Martin that ho 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 himself. That's right. He could have had all five slots. <laughs> Durville Martin sings Christmas classics. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if somebody. I know, right? Thing. I know. Um, it you know try to connect them in six movies or less to actors of my choice. And um, before, and I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Uh, uh, one of our fans hit me up on Instagram mm -hmm. and asked in regards to the Dervell Martin, our theme music, whether or not that actually was the voice of Dervell Martin mm -hmm. that is in there. It is. It is um, a, the voice of Dervell Martin that is was taken. It was two lines from two totally separate movies that I just stitched together for that. Theme there song. you go. So there you go. That is the voice. Of Keep it thematic. Exactly. All right. All right, Vincent. We're going right. to stay in theme. Okay. Our ho-ho theme. Do you want Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus? Again, these are actor and actresses that have <clears throat> played Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus in a performance. You know what? This week, let's start with Mrs. Claus. Let's start with Mrs. Claus. Indeed, Vincent. It's okay. Seven movies or less. Mm -hmm. Get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin. Two. Two. 
Jill St. John. <laughs> Jill St. John. Mm-hmm. Did Jill St. John make movies? Yes. She did. When was Jill St. John in movies? Man, I I specifically chose two people who might prove a little hard for you, a little daunting for you, but right, if I didn't you even... really know movies, should be very easy. Jill St. John? Mm-hmm. Is she alive? Uh, I believe she still is alive, yes. Jill St. John is very much alive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I you gonna have to tell me what something she's. I didn't even know she made movies. No, she was just on TV. <laughs> what movie was she in? Okay, do you want to know the last film that? She sure, made? let's do the last film she was in. Last film she, that she was in was from two thousand and two. She was in The Trip. The Trip. I'm not even aware of this film. She was also in the 1992 film, The Player. I would imagine you've probably seen Oh, that. with uh, Tim... Um... Not Tim Roth. No. Tim... Um... Raw. Oh, my God. Tim... Batman and... Tim Robbins. Yes. Who was she in The Player? She played Jill St. John. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, let's just do the player and Tim Robbins then. Do you know who else was in the player? Because that would be a very easy connection for you if you know. Who else? Well, I don't want to give it away to you. Right. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll stick with Tim Robbins. Okay. Oh, Tim Robbins should, should be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so she's in the player with Tim Robbins. Okay. All right, let's have a little fun. Dervo Martin is in the final come down with Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams is in uh, Take Your Pick. But let's 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 keep it musical. Billy D. Williams is in um Lady Sings the Blues with Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor is in Superman Three with Christopher Reeves. Mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves is in Street Smart with Morgan Freeman. Mm. Who is, of course, in the Shawshank Redemption with Tim Robbins? Very good, Vincent. Figure get Superman three and Street Smart in there. <laughs> we don't go there that often. We don't. Who no. else was in the player that would have been easy? Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg sure is in the play. Didn't she play herself? Um, that's a good question. I I don't know, but I just know she was in it. Yeah, but Jill St. John? What else? Was she in something that I would have said, oh, wow, look, it's Jill St. John? Yes. What? Diamonds are forever. She's the the Bond girl. And that is a Sean Connery Bond. Jill St. John was a Bond girl. You have just taught me something. She was, in fact, the first American Bond girl. 1971. Well, it was worth it for that. 
<laughs> Jill St. John was a Bond girl. Yeah. And the first American Bond girl. And, 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 and yes. How about that? How about that? Um, there you go. Well, well, very good, Vincent. Right, right, right. Because old girl was in Live and Let Die, and that's Roger Moore. Uh, is Diamonds Are Forever his last movie before he circles back around? His last Bond before movie? Before he comes back around? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is it? Yes. It's his, it's his last, his last, you know, Bond film. You right, right, right. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That's a good one. There you go. All right. And just to let people know, she played Mrs. Claus in uh, a TV movie in 2014 called North Pole. <laughs> Boy, you, you really digging into these people who played Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Hey, look, it's December. All right, so Jill St. John. So that was your Mrs. Claus. All right, who plays Santa Claus? Get from Derville Martin to ho, 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 Jonathan Winters. Jonathan Winters. Now, Jonathan Winters shows up in... Mm. I immediately had a brain fart because I'm right to that last season of Mork and Mindy with Jonathan Winters. Mm. But I'm going to go the exact same way. It's not going to be as entertaining. But it is sort of um, thematic because I'm going to land. Okay. All right. So this is what I'll do. I'll take the long way instead of the short way and I'll keep it thematic because instead of using Richard Pryor, which would be the straight ahead choice, what I will do is say that Derville Martin was in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with um, Sidney Poitier, mm-hmm. who was in Paris Blues with Paul Newman, mm-hmm. who was in The Player with Jackie Gleason, not The Player, the... um. Not the Hustler. Is it the Hustler? How did I just forget the Pool Shark movie? Yes. The Hustler with uh, Jackie Gleason, mm-hmm. who's in The Toy with Jonathan Winters. Is it Jonathan Winters in The Toy? That's a good question. Um... No, 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 no. I'm 100% wrong. Yeah, because I don't think he's in No, he's way. not. Because Jonathan Winters, this is where Jonathan Winters is. Okay. I think I know where you're... No, no, no. You know exactly where I'm going because he plays a character that seems like he should have been in the toy. All right, so this is what I'm going to do for that. Derville Martin is in... All right, I hope I'm not too cute. I'm going to try and be cute. Derville Martin is in the final come down mm-hmm. with Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams is in Empire Strikes Back with um, Harrison Ford. Yes. Harrison Ford is in The Fugitive with Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones...
yeah, I'm, I'm too cute. I'm going to run out. All right. Because I'm just being, I'm, I'm, I, I can get to it pretty quick. I'm just trying to. You can get to it real quick. I can get to it real quick, but. You can get to them in two moves. Oh, yeah, it's not going to be two moves. Duravel Martin. Is Duravel Martin in Truck Turner? For some reason, I don't, I think we've. Yeah, I don't think he is. Yeah, I can get to him. I'm just, I'm just playing. All right, so Duravel Martin is in. Is in Dolomite with Rudy Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. Rudy Ray Moore is in the Monkey Hustle with um, Yafet Koto. Mm-hmm. Yafet Koto is in. Is in. I think I just mixed my own self up. Give me a second. Yafet Koto is in um, Truck Turner. Oh, I'm, I'm just going too far. All right. All right. <laughs> Deborah Battle says, This is hurting me when it, it would only take two movies. It would. You could literally do this in two moves. Ticket to Jonathan Winters? Yep. I told you. These ones that it would be really easy, but you got to know. All right. Well, you know what? Let's just do uh, Dick Anthony Williams to Eddie Murphy. Oh, no. Well, that's actually longer. Because I'm trying to get to the fish to save Pittsburgh. Yeah, I figured. I mean, but there's only really two names in that. Because Doc doesn't do another movie. And I know you don't know a Stocker Channing movie. No, actually, I was I was going to go through... Um, Rumble? Six Degrees of Separation. Again, to keep it thematic. So I was trying... Oh! Boom! Boom! Dervil Martin is in Hell Up in Harlem with Fred Williamson. Fred Williamson is in Three to Hardway with Jim Brown. Jim Brown is in the hit with Donald Mother Truckin' Sutherland, who is in who is in um Six Degrees of Separation with Stocker Channing. Who's in the fish to save Pittsburgh with Jonathan Winters? Okay, I think you're right. I just want to verify. Yeah, look it up. That's Donald Sutherland in uh, six six degrees of separation with Stockard Channing, I believe. Uh, I actually want to just verify that he was in the hit. Oh, you know he was in the hit because he played the assassin. He was the sharpshooter dude. Okay. Yeah, he was definitely in the hit. All right, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. This is pump your brakes, bro. <laughs> All right, I'm going. I'm getting to the hit. 
and then I've got the hit, and now I'm going to go, come on, stop this, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. I, I hear you on the chat, but I've got to verify this for myself. I gotta verify it for myself. The hit, the hit. Why is this not even coming up? Oh, the, the, it, first of all, I knew that's why. It's not called the hit. It's called the split. The split. You're right. You're right. The split, which has Donald Sutherland. Cool. Wow, Donald Sutherland is still alive. Mm. God bless him. One of my favorite actors. Yeah. And what's the film you connected him to? He's in Six Degrees of Separation with Stockard Channing. Mm. Shit. You know you've been around a long time when your filmography is a separate listing on mm-hmm. Wikipedia. Six Degrees. That's about, what, the 80-something? It's maybe, like, 89, maybe? Six degrees, six degrees, six degrees, six degrees of separation, 1993. Mm-hmm. Okay. With Stockard Channing, Got it, who Vince. is, of course, in The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. Very good, Vince. But I could have gone in two moves with... Donald Sutherland. I mean, excuse me, Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Dervell Martin mm-hmm. was in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Spencer Tracy. Okay. Who is in... It's a mad, 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 mad oh, world. You and your mad, 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 mad world. Yes. Boom. Yes. It goes the dynamite. Yes. But. I know. was really trying to, what I was trying to get to, and I probably could, it, it, I was trying to get to Leonard Nimoy to get to Donald Sutherland in one of the movies that scares me more than any movie on earth, which is of course the seventies remake of invasion of the body snatchers. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Which whenever I think about Donald Sutherland, that's what I think about. Okay. All right. You actually could have got to Donald Sutherland with Jim Brown because they're both in the dirty dozen. Oh, they sure are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I was just remembering that. It's like, that's right. He's in, because he fakes being the the, the colonel. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. But uh, Jonathan Winters played Santa Claus in? He played Santa Claus in 2004, Santa versus the Snowman. Mm. A, uh, animated. Okay. Uh, direct the video. Direct okay. The video uh, presentation. I always think about Jonathan Winters in that last season of Mork and Mindy, where he and Robin Williams just, I don't even think they even read a script. Yeah, yeah. They just sort of turned to, you know, Pam Dauber is my favorite 80s random actor, because I, I just like to look at Pam Dauber mm-hmm. during Mork and Mindy, just looking like I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what's happening. I, I just, I'm going to just stay real still. Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> Robin Williams, the first season and, you know, well-documented was coked out of his mind. And then just, you know, just, and, and then when they brought Jonathan Winters in and the two of them would just riff off of each other and, you know, 
there is a clip. I found, I, you know, you get old, you fall down rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. I, f- I find myself falling down rabbit holes of watching old Johnny Carson clips. Mm-hmm. And there's a clip of both of them on Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. Whatever they were paying Pam Darber, they should have doubled it. Because <laughs> I cannot imagine being somewhere trying to work with Robin Williams during that period. Look, look, it's easy money. I mean, is it easy money? Uh, you show up, you know your lines. Right. It, it doesn't matter whether or not you know your lines or not. <laughs> you know whatever he's going to do is going to make it on air. I know. All you got to just do is just be in the corner. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? It's easy money. I mean, maybe she didn't look at it that way at that time. But, right. You know, looking back. Looking back. You know. There you but go. there you go. All right. All right. Well, Vincent. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. And Jill St. John was the first American Bond girl. That is actually a very nice factoid. That is a nice factoid. You can go win a um, trivia contest with that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a, a free fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> right. A free fish and chips. All right. All right. All right. So before we tell you what we're going to be reviewing next week, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you to check out the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever Made. Um, you can check out the Michelle Mission and where you can hit swag and check out all of the cool designs and the very cool gift items that they have there for your buying pleasure by way of our good friends at T public. Uh, you definitely want to check them out because it's, it's really some cool stuff. And in 2023, we're actually going to even have some newer stuff up there. Um, Cause I'll be designing it. All right. And, um, the Michelle Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate, thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work. Like and follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Michelle Mission. Subscribe to the Michelle Mission on YouTube at Michelle Mission. And Michelle Mission is spelled M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N. Email us at Michelle Mission at gmail.com. Or if you like you can leave us a voicemail we actually had a couple of voicemails we didn't have time to get to tonight um but we can do more next week (laughs) that's the beautiful thing about it leave us a voicemail at 215-867-9666 all right and tell vincent and len what's on your mind next week it's my turn it's my selection for Christmas in December and I think I've got a good one. I don't know because it's a movie that I've not seen. Uh-oh. Never saw it. Santa Claus versus the Martians. Um unless Santa Claus was played by Paul Mooney, I don't <laughs> think so. Okay. No, my selection for next week is Black Nativity. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 2013. Yeah. Sorry, Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, and Jennifer Hudson. Okay. I've not seen it either. Oh, good. Looking forward to it. Good. All right. So that's coming next week here on the Michelle Mission, ladies and gentlemen. And I should let you know that that will be the last Michelle Mission of the year. Vincent and I will be shutting it down till 2023 um, after that. But. We'll still be bringing you ripples in time 
Funny how that worked out. Um, <laughs> until next week, he's Vincent, I'm Len, and in parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again. <laughs>